It's a long way from a cattle farm east of Edmonton to outer space, but that just might be the journey our next guest completes, hopefully sometime soon. I really hope so. Um, Josh Kutrick is a Canadian astronaut. He grew up, grew up just east of the city of Edmonton, near Fort Saskatchewan, I think. But Sarah says uh, he was in the Two Hills area for a while, too. So um, definitely a local guy. Um, and now we're waiting to see what comes next. But let's get into it. We're going to chat with Josh now, an astronaut with the Canadian Space Agency. Josh, thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. Hey, good afternoon. And uh, it's a, it's a real pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm sure you've answered this question a million times, but but let's just start. I mean, have you always wanted to be an astronaut? Has that always been on the radar? Has that always been the plan? Yeah, it, I, well, I wouldn't say it's always been the plan, but it's always been something I wanted to do. That's for sure. Since I was, you know, just a kid, I can remember wanting to do it. I think I was probably shy about that when I was young, because of course, it's, it's a very difficult thing to do. And it's takes a lifetime of work and study, but it also takes a fair amount of luck, I would say. And so I never really wanted to define success one way or the other on it, but but I've certainly always been fascinated with space travel and yes, as a you know, as a kid and ever since I've wanted to do it. So I feel very lucky to, to be here today. Um yeah, as you mentioned, you know, becoming an astronaut is something that happens you know, actually quite some time after you've already accomplished a number of absolutely remarkable things in your life. I mean, you haven't been an astronaut all that long, relatively speaking. It, it's sort of the latest in a long career, right? Yeah, that's true. It, it's definitely a lifelong pursuit, I would say. Um, and you're right. I, I'm still very much considered a new astronaut. I was selected in 2017. I live and work here in Houston, of course, now. Um but in terms of the, the wider astronaut corps, we're still the new guys. And some of our some of our class, some of that group from 2017 has flown. Um, the rest of us are getting ready to hopefully soon. Uh, but yeah, very much very much the new folks in the class still. And it it points to that you know that idea that doing a job like this is something that yeah, really does take a lifetime. It takes uh, people who love to learn, love to explore, are curious. Uh, and love to spend an entire life doing it. And your path to get there, uh, aviation, right? Tons of time in aviation, including with the Canadian military. Yeah, that's true. And I back right up to you know at the beginning. I, I was born in Fort Saskatchewan, but I grew up mostly on a on a farm east of there. So by two L's, I went to to school in two L's. Um, and I work, I, you know, I lived on a farm, but I, I I always had this passion for space travel, for science. Um, I got I got bit by the flying bug very young. That became a passion of mine, and I sort of used that along the way. So I I, I did end up flying a lot. I studied mechanical engineering, then I went into uh, flying for the military. Um, was a fighter pilot for a while. Went back to school. I uh, did a number of of master's degrees. Became a test pilot. Uh, and I was working as an experimental test pilot when I was selected in 2017. That's the that's the short story. Um, test pilot, explain that to me. When when we hear that, we've you know, I mean, we've always heard that term, test pilot. What exactly does that mean? What what are you testing? What's that job like? Yeah, to me, the job of a test pilot is to sort of straddle two different worlds, and those worlds are operational flying, which is something that came first to me. So this is the idea of, of being the one who who flies these machines, high-performance, highly complicated systems. Um, but on the other side, as a test pilot, you also have to live in the academic world, the engineering world, the design world. And so you kind of make your 
living between those two worlds, between the operators and the, between the, the engineers and the, the science that goes into making some of these machines work. Um, for me, I did most of my test pilot work on the F-18, which is a plane that, of course, has been around for a little bit now. Uh, but, we, you know, it's a plane that's always in flux. And so for us, we were... We were designing, innovating, engineering uh, new systems, new weapons, navigation systems, new flight control systems, and putting those on the airplane. And when we do that, we really change fundamentally how the airplane flies. Um, the F-18 of, of today is nothing like the F-18 of the 1990s. It's a, it's a completely different animal. Um, and it's a test pilot's job to, to sort of prove those technologies out, um, to find the errors, to find the cliffs and the bugs, and then go back with the engineering team uh, and be a part of the solution trying to fix it uh, so that we can fly it again and, and eventually, of course, try to certify it. Amazing, yeah. So you did that, and then the Canadian Space Agency calling uh, came calling, and as you say, one of just two new recruits in 2017, more than 5,000 who applied. Really, really tough competition. Um, just... Walk us through that. That must have been, like you say, you've wanted this since your child. It must have been the thrill of a lifetime. It was. I, I, I feel grateful more than anything to, to have been chosen. I was chosen in 2017 with Jetty Sidey Gibbons after about a year-long selection process. Selection is an adventure. I've had the, the fortune or misfortune, depending on your perspective, of doing it twice. I did it in 2009 and 10, uh, and I was not hired. I, I went right to the very end, but but was then asked to, you know, go back to my life, and I did, and I was quite disappointed, and I, I tried to forget about space, but I wasn't able to. And so <laughs> then in 2016, uh, when they recruited again, I had to apply, and I, I went through the whole thing again. It's about a year of testing, lots of travel. You're evaluated um, constantly in very stressful situations that are designed to see how you work with others, how you work under stress. Um, and you know, it's it's the kind of thing where every day you you go back to the hotel at night and you don't you don't feel good about yourself. You feel like sure. you failed miserably and like you're you're certainly going home. Uh, but you just got to kind of keep your head down and keep going, and and you never know. Um, so, what was life like after you finally did get hired in 2017? You moved to Houston, right? And you're still there. I mean, what's it, what's that like to get sort of onboarded as a new astronaut? Yeah, it's it's very exciting and stuff. You know, in 2017, changed very quickly for for me and my family. We moved to Houston uh, very rapidly, and I started training. So, to become a, a NASA certified astronaut uh, for the Canadian Space Agency uh, takes about two and a half years of basic training. And so we just you know, study. It's like going back to school. Um, you're going to learn everything from other languages, Russian, to the, the technical details of the International Space Station and orbital mechanics and survival and flying. And, and there's just a, a ton of stuff, as you can imagine, to yeah. learn. Um, well, once you graduate from that, you're you're basically qualified, but you're still not really qualified to do anything. So you, the training continues, um, but what also happens is that you start to work. You start to do technical jobs for NASA that are fulfilled by astronauts here. And so for about the last two years, I've been doing a lot of uh, technical, operational, engineering, in some cases, kind of work. Um, while also continuing to train. And, and the next phase will be to go into to mission-specific training um, and train specifically for, for what we're going to do during Canada's next couple of missions. Yeah, tell us about those missions. What do you got your eye on? What are you waiting for? What would you like to see? 
Well, Canada has pretty exciting time for, for anyone in Canada, I'd say, interested in space. We have two major human spaceflight programs, uh, both with missions coming up in, in a, a little close to basically two years. So we have uh, the International Space Station. We'll be sending a Canadian back there. Um, my best guess would be early 25. Uh, this is long-duration exploration where we, we go there for six or seven months um, doing science, spacewalking. Uh, all kinds of kinds of exciting work, but that really trying to prove that humans can live in that uh, dangerous environment of outer space for long, long periods, months at a time. Um, so we do have a mission there in 2025, I would guess. Uh, and of course, the other big program that we're involved with is the return to the moon. So we just right. uh, completed the Artemis One mission, which was an uncrewed test flight of, of that vehicle. And with Artemis II scheduled at the end of 2024, uh, four humans will be climbing into it to go back to the moon. Uh, there'll be three American. One of them will be from Canada. And, uh, you know, that still gives me goosebumps to think about. I think it's just <laughs> awesome for our little country. I mean, would that? I guess if you're, if you're an astronaut, the opportunity to go back to the moon, be on the moon, that's got to be like the ultimate goal, is it, Josh? I think it is it is something I would love to see Canada do. Yeah. I, I think that to talk about the bigger picture for a minute, this is important. I think our our future prosperity depends on it in all these different ways. And so I'm, I'm happy to see that happening. Uh, you know, Artemis II itself, it's in a couple of years. We're going we're gonna to have to announce that crew member soon, and we're going to have to start training specifically for it. Um, it's, it's a very complicated the thing to think about which one of us will fly that and and which one will fly the others and then you know the missions that follow we also have a second trip to the moon uh probably near the end of the decade and then another trip to iss as well so there's no shortage of work to go around it's a uh, it's a complicated equation a complicated set of factors and we don't we don't know right now who's going to do which one but we will soon it's just fascinating. You know, you mentioned that it's so important, Josh, and it's such important work. And that's always the question that gets asked about this is, why are we doing this? We could spend this money to help. Why do you think it's important? Yeah, I mean, that is that's that is the most important question. It is, yeah. I'm glad people ask it. Um, you know, there's space, I, I would say from my own view here, it's not really about what we do in space it's we use space to do things here on earth so so we you know with all this work we do in outer space with all the innovating we've done on the international space station we find solutions we find medical solutions that make life better for people here on earth we develop new technologies there's spin-off technologies Um, we create jobs jobs of the future we create a new space economy so there's all these practical reasons to do it Um, but i think to, to back up even wider than that for a minute uh, and speak sort of fundamentally, it's this idea that progress and advancement and innovation getting better, uh, that's not something we should take for granted. There's no rule that says that has to happen, that we keep moving on an upwards trajectory. We need something to force it. We need like a a forcing function, a challenge that makes us go out as a nation and, and, and advance and be on the forefront of innovation and technology. And for Canada, uh, space has done a really good job at that over the last few decades, and I'm hopeful that it will continue. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. And uh, we're delighted that you could take some time today to join us, and uh, we'll follow your journey along, and hopefully uh, before long you're up in space. That would be fantastic. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for the time. It's uh, wonderful to speak to you guys in Edmonton today. Thanks. Thanks, Josh. That is Josh Kutrick, who is an astronaut with the Canadian Space Agency, born and raised right here in the province of Alberta. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.